Welcome to The Gaggle, an AZ Central podcast where we chat with reporters, experts, and special guests to keep you fully informed on the state's political news. I'm your host, Yvonne Winget Sanchez. I cover national politics for the Arizona Republic. And I'm Ron Hansen, also a national reporter for the Republic. In today's episode, we're talking about voting. Not who you're voting for or what you're voting for, but how you're voting. Is your vote safe this election? How do you know your ballot was counted at all? We're getting to the bottom of it today. The COVID-19 pandemic has made large in-person gatherings a social taboo. Already, that's altered the course of the political season leading up to Election Day. Democratic campaign events have been largely canceled this cycle. The Democratic and Republican national conventions were held virtually, and now the question of how voters should cast their ballots is up in the air. President Donald Trump has made clear his discomfort with mail-in voting. And I'm not going to say which party does it, but thousands of votes are gathered and they come in and they're dumped in a location, and then all of a sudden you lose elections that you think you're going to win. I won't stand for it. There's no evidence to support his claims of widespread voter fraud from mail-in voting. But that hasn't appeased some of his supporters who are growing concern as Election Day draws near. And just last month, Trump made comments that sparked backlash about withholding funding for the Postal Service in order to prevent mail-in voting. If they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it. Now you have voters on both sides of the aisle who are concerned. They want to vote, and they want their vote to count. But what's the best way to do it? Joining us to answer those questions about voting security is Arizona's Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs was elected in 2018, and as Secretary of State, Hobbs oversees Arizona's elections and ensures they run smoothly and safely. Well, Secretary Hobbs, thank you for joining us on The Gaggle. We appreciate you making time to discuss these uh, really important kinds of issues uh, regarding election security and and balloting. Thanks for for being with us. Thanks for having me. So, uh, look, we're in a pandemic. The Postal Service has seen operational changes. There's uh, continued uh, intelligence around the uh, efforts by foreign countries to interfere in our elections. Uh, There's all kinds of anxiety around the election this year uh, for a lot of folks on both sides of the aisle. Are you confident that Arizona's elections will be fairly administered, free of foreign interference, and open to all eligible voters? I absolutely am. Uh, We have two elections under our belt already this year, the presidential preference in March and the primary in August, and really saw unprecedented turnout in both of those elections. And so I think, you know, that tells me that working in partnership with the counties, we're getting it right. Uh, Voters know their options and they feel safe voting. And we're going to continue that into the into the November election. Okay, Um, so most Arizonans vote by mail. Uh, Should they still do that? And and should they what should they do to make sure uh, that their ballot is properly counted this year? Absolutely. Um, Arizona is great that we have a lot of options for voting, um, not just 
voting early by mail, but you can vote early in person, um, or you can vote in person on election day. But if you choose to vote by mail, um, it is still a good idea to mail your ballot back. Uh, we have been working closely with postal officials in our state to ensure that there won't be interruptions to election mail, and we have received assurances about that. Uh, so, but if a voter is concerned about mailing their ballot back, I mean, the first recommendation is fill that out as soon as possible and mail it back as soon as possible, but you can also drop it off at any early polling place, uh, any secure ballot drop box, uh, or at any polling place on election day. And I should specify any of those locations within your county. So as far as, um, you know, handing in your ballots and such. Can you give us a sense of how this plays out in rural parts of the state and urban ones as well? Uh, are there any uh, recommendations for folks in rural places, for example, avoid, uh, you know, you know, handing them in physically or, or you have to have an earlier mail-in deadline given their proximity to uh, postal centers? Or what, what kind of guidance can you offer on that? Mm -hmm. So the post, the postal officials in Arizona have informed us that um, the turnaround time that voters should expect for their ballots is seven days. And so we started recommending uh, that voters return their ballots the Tuesday prior to the election, so a week before. And if they haven't mailed it back by then, to return it in a different way than the mail. So um, those ballot drop boxes, early polling place or election day polling place. Um and we know that it takes longer in rural counties for some of that mail because it goes on a circuitous route. Uh, and so, um, but the postal officials have assured us that that seven-day turnaround is adequate. Um, however, if voters have a different experience, they want to make a different plan, we're just encouraging people to have all the information and make the plan that works best for them. So um, there's no reason that people shouldn't vote by mail if they're able to, and uh we are working to make sure that, um, you know, that that election mail is not disrupted. Um, let's talk a bit about mail-in balloting. Uh, you need to have a signature on the envelope when you submit this. Uh, tell us about that and any other important things that voters need to remember as they fill out their mail-in ballots as, as far as types of uh, writing utensils or, you know, anything along those lines. What, what should they know? Mm -hmm. So the affidavit on the ballot that you mentioned with the signature is really critical. Um, it's it's an affidavit affirming that you are the voter. And um, the election officials, when they receive that ballot back, they're checking that signature against the, what's on file. And that's how they determine the identity of the voter. Much like if you walked into a polling place, you'd have to show ID. So that signature is your ID. Um, and I want to emphasize that is a rigorous process that's done by trained professionals, you know, checking those signatures. Um, so there is an opportunity if you if there's some mismatch uh, in the signature or a missing signature to actually cure that. And the county election officials will reach out to voters to do that. The missing signature, the cure period ends at 7 p.m. on Election Day. So that's important to know. It's really important to have that signature. Um, if there's a mismatch, mismatch signature, um, there's up to five days post-election for that to be corrected by the voter. Um, and again, the county election officials are reaching out to those voters if that's an issue. Um, 
again, uh, the the deadline for receipt of ballots by mail is 7 p.m. on election day. That's when polls close. So if you still have that ballot in your hand uh, on election day or a couple days before, it's really recommended that you drop it off at a secure ballot drop box uh, or the county election office or a polling place, not in the mail, just to make sure that it's received on time. Um, and I forgot what else you asked because that was a long question. <laughs> No, I, I think you got to a lot of it, but if there's anything, any other pieces of advice, uh, I, you know, I'm thinking of the signature needs to be matching the one that's on file. So try to keep your signature, uh, you know, consistent with what you've done in the past. It, it, make sure there's no extraneous marks. Those are still uh, good uh, practices. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say it's not, people always ask and they, they say they don't remember how they signed. They're not looking at exactly like if you normally sign with your initials and your last name or your first and last name, it's really the handwriting match, right? And so, and it depends how you register, what signatures on file. If you register through DMV, it's your driver's license signature. If you, if you register through a, a paper registration form, then it's going to be that signature. So, um, it's really, um, more the handwriting they're looking at, um, Again, it's trained professionals doing that. Uh, on your, there are instructions included with everyone's ballot, so you should follow those instructions in terms of the marking device that you use. Um, and a lot of people ask, if I don't vote for all the offices, does my ballot still count? Yes, it does. You can you can skip races if you want to. Um, just make sure you don't overvote, which means voting for more than. Uh, however many is allowed in, in, in that race. Normally it's one person, uh, in the case of the legislature, you can vote for two. Um, so just make sure that you're following those instructions. Um, is there a way for people to know if their ballot has been received and properly counted uh, apart from any recorders uh, reaching out because of signature verification questions? Uh, can the public know that, yes, the ballot they dropped in the mail has been received and tallied? Absolutely. And I think this is a really critical part of the process in terms of ensuring transparency and the overall security of the vote by mail process, because all of those ballots are tracked uh, when they when they leave the county recorder's office. And then when they're returned, um, you can uh, contact your county recorder's uh, there's usually a, a, a link for this on their website to verify that your ballot's been received. And if you're in Maricopa County, then there's actually an opt-in option where you can opt in for text or email messages about your ballot. So then you don't even have to have to check it's all done for you. It'll text you when your ballot's going out. It'll text you when they've gotten your ballot back. And it'll text you when they've when your ballot's ready to be tabulated. Okay, so let's shift gears uh, for those who vote in person now. Um, should they expect lines? How safe is it from a health perspective as far as touching machines and being able to keep distance from others? Well, we have been working with county election officials across the state since the presidential preference election in March. And in, in, that, in that circumstance, we had to implement a lot of things very quickly um, and conditions were rapidly evolving at that time. So we were losing polling places because public buildings were closing, poll workers were dropping out. So in terms of all of that, we are in a much better, more stable situation now. We've been able to really plan and prepare for those things. Um, that being said, we've been working with health officials, the state um, Department of Risk Management, and to have all the things in place to ensure that voting is safe. So voters can be assured if they go vote in person either 
on election day or early that there are going to be, um, uh, for the most part, poll workers will be masked up, gloved up. Um, there will be uh, hand sanitizer or hand washing available or both. Um, there will be products for the poll workers to frequently clean the machines and other frequently touched surfaces. We supplied a whole bunch of single-use pens, but voters can certainly bring their own pen. Um, that would help eliminate some waste there. Uh, and um, and then also, mo for the most part, counties have um, looked for larger uh, locations so that polling that so that the check-in stations can be spread out to allow for distancing for the poll workers and then also the voting booths inside the station inside the polling places are spread out so that there's distancing and then um, all of these things have been incorporated into poll worker training and preparation um, as well as you know line management and things like that to keep people spread out as in terms of how's how it's recommended by uh, um, health guidelines and we have um, our office has published uh, a, an AZ vote safe guide, one for voters as well as one for poll workers that the counties are using in their training. And our guide, along with every other piece of information that voters need to vote safely, uh, this election is available at Arizona.vote. Um, okay, so people have voted now, whether it's in person or by mail. How quickly should we expect to have the results known on election night? Do you expect all voting to have been tallied uh, at that point? Do, should we just expect for this to drag on for at least a day or more? Do we have any idea of how long this might take? Well, I want to emphasize that um, the election doesn't end when polls close, and there's a lot of things that happen. Um, so that being said, early ballots are able to start being processed um, as soon as they're received by the counties and ready to be tabulated, and then they start um, tabulation 14 days prior to the election. That is earlier, seven days earlier than in the 2018 election. So that is going to speed up the process a little bit. But there are a lot of things that need to happen to ensure that every vote is counted. I mentioned the cure period for mismatch signatures. So that is up to five days after the election. Um, if a voter has to cast a conditional provisional ballot, there's also five days uh, for that ballot to be cured. And so um, that I think those things are important in terms of ensuring every voter who has cast a valid ballot that those ballots are counted. Um, I don't think that we're going to necessarily see results, quote unquote, drag out. But I don't I, I can assure you that final results will not be available on election night. And that might mean that some races will look different when the final votes are tallied than they look on election night. Sure. Um, now, to be clear, you mentioned the Postal Service and such. Uh, as it relates to the sorting machines that have uh, gotten some attention nationally on this, um, has Arizona been impacted by that? And does that suggest any kind of, uh, you know, earlier bottleneck as far as submitting mailed-in ballots? Um, again, we have been having ongoing conversations with uh, postal officials here in the state and what we have been assured. And I think it's important to remember that overall used to, usage of the post office is way down um, because we use email. And um, so in terms of capacity, uh, there really is more capacity than is needed. And they have assured us that the capacity to handle mail-in ballots, even at an increased volume, which is anticipated this election, is there. And that these um, these uh, 
uh, decommissioning or taking out equipment has been scheduled um, and is part of that ongoing, you know, the utilization is down. We don't need all of this equipment. Um, in terms specifically, we're still waiting for specific information about Arizona and any, you know, things, uh, any machines that have been taken out of Arizona. Um, but again, we've been assured and we're having ongoing conversations that um, the election mail is not going to be impacted by these changes. Um, the other thing I'll add to that is uh, the there's been some conversation about election or ballots being treated like first class mail. And in Arizona, all of the ballots are postage prepaid, which means that the counties have usually have a bulk postage rate. And um, those ballots have always been treated like first class mail. And we've been told that there's no changes to that. There's no need to put a first class stamp on your ballot to make sure it's treated differently, um, that, 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 that that first class treatment of ballots is going to continue. Okay. Uh, one last question. Um, there's been uh, some suggestion by the president uh, as far as uh, the the security, the accuracy of mail-in balloting and such, and and how reliable are these results? Um, Arizona's had a long history of doing it this way. Uh, what do you think people should know about sort of our history of of administering elections in this way? Well, we've had um, no excuse absentee voting since 1996, and the usage of that has just continued to increase. In 2018, uh, 78% of voters voted by mail, and in the primary that we just held at the beginning of August, it was 88%. Uh, so the infrastructure is there in terms of um, handling all of those ballots, the tracking, the security, um, and the tabulation. That's also an issue for states that are trying to ramp up quickly right now. Um, and it's, I think it's really important to remember that uh, in Arizona, you have to have documentary proof of citizenship to even register to vote. Only a registered voter can request a ballot by mail, and only a person, a voter who's requested a ballot by mail is going to receive one. Um, that's how the system works, and, and we have a proven record of getting it right uh, for many years. So I have a lot of confidence in the system. There is no um, evidence that vote by mail in Arizona leads to increased voter fraud. In fact, voter fraud overall is very, very low, um, and we should really be proud of that. Very good. Well, Secretary Hobbs, thank you so much for your time and going through this with us. Uh, we will let you run and appreciate your efforts. Great. Thank you so much. Okay, so to help you vote this year, we're going to list some dates to remember. Get your pen and paper ready because this is really important. October 5th is the deadline to register to vote. If you're not registered, you can't vote. So again, October 5th, you must be registered to vote. Early ballots will be sent to voters starting on October 7th. So start looking in your mailbox in the days following that. You can request a mail-in ballot up until October 23rd. However, you should really do it sooner because you then have to get that ballot into the mail by at least Tuesday, October 27th. If you have not mailed your ballot in by Tuesday, October 27th, then you have two other options to make sure your ballot is counted. So option number one is to drop off your ballot at an early voting drop box. These open up on October 7th. 
The second option is to drop off your ballot at a polling location on Election Day. That's Tuesday, November 3rd. So you have until 7 p.m. on Election Day to drop off your ballot at a polling place. And remember, as Secretary Hobbs said, if you drop your ballot in the mail or at a drop box, make sure the mailbox or drop box is in your county. And finally, early voting goes from October 7th through Friday, October 30th. So that is what you need to know about those key dates. Please bookmark this episode if you feel like you need to go back to it for reference. For more information or to check your voter registration or anything else related to uh, your registration, please visit my.arizona.vote. Once again, that's my.arizona.vote. So, Ron, knowing what we know now about this election cycle, how do you plan to vote? Okay, so this for me is kind of an interesting story, right? This is the benefits of being a reporter. I have switched the way I voted uh, basically going back four years ago when I was covering the, the recount election in the 5th District Republican primary. That was the epic uh, clash with Andy Biggs and Christine Jones, and it came down to basically nine votes initially, and I think it settled with the gigantic margin of 28 or something like that. So it was such a close affair. But I had to sit in the court hearing as they were, uh, you know, sort of looking over how this was unfolding. And there were some things that I learned in there that I knew that, you know, I just had no idea as an ordinary voting citizen. So one of the biggest things I took from that is that when you hand in your early ballot on election day, or election night, as was often the practice for me, uh, I was doing it in the most hazardous way possible because um, by voting early with the ballot and and having that signature that Katie Hobbs talked about um, and submitting it so late in the day, if there was any problems with my ballot, it would basically be tossed. So... How do I vote? Well, I vote early by mail, as do we all. And these days I try and do it especially early just because you and I get kind of busy with these uh, election <laughs> stories and such. And frankly, I, I have the option to at least check the status of my ballot online. So I don't have anything as riveting as that experience, but during election season, I tend to forget to pay my bills because I'm super busy and occasionally I will forget um, to vote until the last minute. I will leave my my early ballot um, on the piano or on the, the desk and it will just kind of sit there until, you know, the, the final days, the October surprise, the very early November surprise hits. And uh, I want to wait until the last possible minute to cast my vote. Like you, I have learned that there can be some problems with early voting. In the past, I got a phone call from Karen Osborne, the former Maricopa County recorder herself, as I was voting in an election because she wanted to ensure that my signature actually matched 
my actual signature. She wanted to make sure that it wasn't forged. And so I got a phone call from her on election night and she was frantically, you know, trying to, to make sure that my ballot, um, was, uh, accurate and valid. And that for me was really a moment of like, well, gee, I, I really need to sign my name clearly. I really need to make sure that I'm, you know, connecting all the lines as you need to connect them. Use the black pen. Don't use Sharpies. Don't use pencils. Don't use any other sort of nonsense highlighters or, you know, don't post pictures of your ballot. Like just vote, mail it in or drop it off and you can make sure that your ballot was counted. So I trust the system. I am planning on getting my ballot in a lot earlier than I normally would, though. And that, Gaggle listeners, is all for this week. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, tell a friend about us. Make sure you're registered to vote. And leave us a rating and review it if you like our show. You can follow me on Twitter, at Yvonne Winget. And you can follow me at Ronald J. Hansen, and that's H-A-N-S-E-N. This week's episode was edited and produced by Taylor Seeley, with oversight from Katie O'Connell. We'll see you next week.